I swear to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. And boom goes the dynamite. Get some facts and go back and see. Get some facts and go back and see. Don't throw out salaries or other things. Get oh, some yeah, facts and go back and see. They can't stop no please. 25th of the league. We don't want to get disrespected. This is Weeks and the Pope, the podcast, with Robin Francis and Stephen Weeks. This is the Weeks and the Pope podcast with Stephen Weeks and Robin Francis, available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We thank you for listening, and we would extremely appreciate each and every one of you giving us a rating. Thank you in advance. You can message the show via Twitter at Weeks and the Pope. We would like to thank Renee and Megan and everyone at Hobson Barley on Rufin Avenue in Union City for their generosity. Remember all their specials during the week and Wednesday night trivia at 7. Weeks in the Pope podcast looking to hire a sponsor or two. If you'd like to hand us some money, we definitely won't turn it down. On this show, we'll talk college football. I believe there was a big game this past weekend. NFL, the MLB playoffs, the NBA is starting up, Steven's best bets, and what the hell were you thinking? So sit back and relax and enjoy Sports Talk, Weeks in the Pope style. What an exciting week. Uh, Sports in general. Uh, You had so much going on. Uh, We'll get to baseball in just a little bit. Uh, You also had the NFL with a a very good weekend, actually. And then, of course, you had uh, the NBA season starting up tonight. We'll get to that as well. I guess we'll talk some college football. They did play a little bit uh, this past weekend. Uh, I'm Robin Francis along with Stephen Weeks. I know you had a big weekend. I know you had a fun week. Uh, And then the excitement of... The, uh, the Tennessee and Alabama game, and I was reading up on that uh, after the fact. And the, the most interesting part of that, I think, is that it is the first time since 1907 that Alabama has had someone score 50 points on them. Yeah, since Sewanee. Sewanee, right. back in the Southern Inner Athletic Association <laughs> Conference. <laughs> T- well, no, Tennessee has scored – uh, 50 points on them twice in the uh, in this in the past two decades, but they haven't had or I think you know cause Tennessee scored uh, they won in like a six overtime game in like 2005 or something like that. It was when Casey or two I don't know when it was, but it was Casey Clawson. They went in overtime. It was one of those games where you just went back and forth. But I mean nothing like last or nothing like this past weekend. Uh, yeah. This past weekend, college football was. And I'm going to – obviously, I'll get to Tennessee because I have a lot to say. But that college football, like, from start to finish, uh, you know, Saturday was fantastic. You know, you had – in the 11 o'clock hour, you had Michigan, uh, like, asserting their dominance and, and, you know, continuing that they're – you know, saying the hey, that we're for real. We deserve yeah. to be in this playoff picture. You know, winning a top ten matchup against – Penn State, and then you had, you know, in the 230 game, obviously Tennessee and 
Tennessee and Alabama, the game of the year, maybe the game of I don't. You know, it may be one of the most thrilling games in uh, in at least ten years. It was, you know, uh, oh, it had me on the edge of my seat from the very beginning. I mean, then you had right at the same time TCU and Oklahoma State went to overtime, another great game. Um, you know, and then Kansas loses for the second straight time, but Oklahoma and Oklahoma got their quarterback Dylan Gabriel back, and they won in a a high scoring game. You had Texas. Uh, they survived Iowa State, but, you know, they won again. Another one under Quinn Ewers. Uh, Illinois, they came back and uh, – or, well, not come back, but they uh, they went 6-1. and one. I, I don't remember the last time Illinois was any any good, and, they're you know, they're back. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky beating Mississippi State, surprisingly. And then, of course, the to cap the whole night off, you know, you had Utah upsetting USC – and getting that two-point conversion at the end. So, I mean, it was a fantastic day for college football. I don't know how you can't just, you know, just fall in love with the sport. It's just – it seems like every week you have something crazy happen or or just something amazing – just, you know, something that you – you I, I don't even know. Like, you just – you you just get excited about. It. And this week we had it, uh, especially for me being the Tennessee fan that I am. I've – Wow, what a what a what a damn Saturday! Yeah, I mean that that was an incredible uh, moment. I thought they started the if I don't I think if Tennessee hadn't started off fast, then the game would have belonged to Alabama. Yeah, uh, but starting off fast and jumping out to that big lead, it really forced Alabama to have to. Uh, really play on its on its heels for most of the game. Uh, great, give them credit for coming back the way they did, taking advantage of mistakes. Then, of course, the fumble toward the end. That was huge, uh, huge play. But the way Tennessee came back, you know, interference or not in the end zone, who knows? Those calls are going like crazy nowadays. But still, they had to be able to take advantage of it, and they did. Yeah, you knew it was 28-10, to 10, and you knew that Alabama wasn't just going to lay down. Right, we, we knew that, uh, and I knew that. I was excited that we jumped out so fa- like so fast, and I actually thought Tennessee should be up more. You know, they uh, they punted um, when I thought that they could have scored. They they had two uh, fourth down. Like they turned the ball over on downs twice. You know, Tennessee had the shot had a shot to just lay a just lay a haymaker and knock them out early, but they didn't. Alabama did what they do, and they came back and and. and Look at what happened. I mean, just you had, you know, questions before the game with Bryce Young. Was Bryce Young going to play? Would he be healthy? Yeah. Well, those answer, those questions were answered quickly. Yeah. Bryce Young had a Heisman game. Like, there was no question about it. Bryce Young is one of the top five best quarterbacks in the country, maybe top three. And, he, I mean, he went out and had 455 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, he did everything. I mean, Jameer Gibbs for, for Bama scored three touchdowns with over 100 yards rushing. I was so impressed with him. He's just – He's you know, phenomenal. And what's crazy is before he went to Georgia Tech and, you know, he transferred to uh, yeah. Alabama this – SEC coaches told him that he wasn't he wasn't built for the SEC. <laughs> just that's just totally not true. Yeah. I mean, and Alabama did everything like they didn't do everything right because they I mean they had 18 penalties, which was the most in the Nick Saban era. But I mean, they did everything. They took every Tennessee shot and they came back. 
Right. And Tennessee did the exact same thing. They took every single Alabama shot and they came back. Great heavy heavyweight fight. It was. It was. Know? It was. It was literally like one of those back in the day that where you were you were just glued to your seat and and it took over it took over the world like i mean you had you had i mean, i've seen videos of georgia fans watching their watching that game in their in the like not even in in the stadium but at the bookstore yeah you know when uh during the florida and lsu game while it was happening you had uh, like people when when they announced that Tennessee had won or they had found out they won, the whole crowd went crazy. It's like – and I know that it it really is Bama versus the world because – or oh, yeah. Because Bama is like the evil empire. They are the ones yeah. that have won for the last 15 years. And and you know when you beat Alabama, it's a big deal. And Tennessee, it had been, it's been 15 years. And I was a senior in high school, I think. Yeah, I was a senior in high school the last time Tennessee beat Alabama – and I honestly, you know, I got to the point where I just didn't think it would ever happen again. I don't, you know, you, you just sit there every year. You'd get close. <laughs> you know, you had the Kiffin year with the block field goal with Mount, uh, with uh, with Cody. Then you had uh, the Butch Jones year in 2015 at Alabama where you take the lead inside of three minutes, but you knew that they weren't going to stop them there. And they were, and Alabama went down and scored. You've had, I mean, just years where you thought you were a better football team and you did not beat them. You know, it's just you thought it was just never going to happen. And then it happened. And and there was so many times where during the game where I was watching and I was like, well, that could be it. But then if you like, as soon as they showed on the sideline, Tennessee, Tennessee uh, players, they were never shook. They always expected to win the football game. And I've not seen that. took over they took over the college football landscape like that's what they did and and you know Hendon Hooker having 385 yards and uh, passing and five touchdowns all to Jalen Hyatt uh 56 yards rushing he had I mean Jalen Hyatt had six catches 207 yards and five touchdowns which was a school record he's now he's he is now three touchdown receptions away from breaking the school record Marcus Nash's school record it's just you had to have a phenomenal performance from everybody on that field and they got it and it was it was one of the best moments of college football in my lifetime just yeah. just for my personal fandom it was the one of the best moments I've ever had you know, you get – I had grown pe- – like, my little brother calls me at the end of the game just, you know, screaming at the top of his lungs that he did it – or that we did it and just breaking into tears. Like, I mean, it happened. Like, I had another friend call me, and as soon as I picked up the phone, there was just – I couldn't understand him. It was just tears. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where <laughs> you're so excited that Tennessee's back and, like – and and it happened against Alabama. And that was the – it's it's – it's the greatest college football moment I've had since tennis, since I was a little kid and I saw, I got to see Tennessee win a national title, but this meant more because I was an adult and I can, I could appreciate it more. It was what a day I was. So I, I'm still not over it. I've watched a thousand, a hundred thousand fan reaction videos. I've watched, I've listened to every college football podcast I possibly could in the past three days, just so I can hear them talk about Tennessee. It was, it was the best. And then, you know, a kicker of all people, 
Yeah. <laughs> for kicker, you. Uh, for me. <laughs> Chase McGrath kicks a 40-yard year, ugliest field goal kick I have ever seen in my Knuckles, entire life. man. It was ugly. Off the foot, I thought it was blocked. And that dude just – I mean, it wouldn't have made it. It was a 40-yard field goal. It wouldn't have made it from 41, but it went in. And, I mean, I'll, I, I ain't going to talk bad about kickers this week. So there you go, Chase McGrath. Chase, Chase McGrath can literally, he can do whatever he wants in Knoxville. He is a hero in my book. Thank God for Chase McGrath. Thank God for Hendon Hooker, Jalen, Jalen Hyatt. The defense came up and stops. Like they didn't, they didn't play great all game. They did not. They they were torched. Yeah, but they made yeah. plays when it counted. You know, they got the turnover, or or they got the th- third down, or the three and out after. Um, after turning the uh, after the interception, where you're like, son of a bitch, here we go. And they forced the field goal try. And they forced the field goal try. Yeah. That I'm gonna talk about later. That was big. I'm gonna talk a little bit later about that whole situation um, with the Saban, because Saban and Bill O'Brien. I don't know what the hell was wrong with them. We'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, just a fantastic day for uh, for, for the University of Tennessee. Uh, fantastic day for Tennessee fans. Um, they got to they got to storm the field and they dumped the goalposts in the Tennessee River. It was a great day. Um, yeah. See, I, as 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 a person that works on fields, I don't understand the goalpost thing. <laughs> I don't understand tearing up your own shit. Yeah. After a win, you know, it's, it goes back to you know burning cars in Detroit after the Tigers won the World Series and that kind of thing, or the Pistons won. I just don't get that part. You know, I'm happy. Yay. Uh, and I saw people. Tr- carrying the goalpost out and I'm like is are you are you gonna do like the commercial on the dr pepper commercial where it's a swing set or it's a it's an antenna what it just to me i just don't get it uh never have well, i really just, never have i i understand that and they were just doing what they were doing they did in 98 after florida game they yeah. took that damn thing to the river and they dumped it there and they did it again yeah so <laughs> i mean I did see, I did see people tearing the field up, actually taking grass from like yeah. grass off the field. I, I did not like that. Like, um, but you know, storming the field that was just fifteen years of just pent up. Oh, I can understand storming the field. Uh, it no, I see deserved that. Every would I do it? No, probably not. Yeah, I wouldn't. But, do it. I'd uh, run over. you know, but I can understand them doing it because you know, like, because of that. Yeah, you know, and the, you're caught up in the excitement. And all your buddies are going down there, and yeah, that's that's fine. I I, I get that. Um, you know, it's, it's just been years and years of of doing turf and and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, you know, Marty Wallace is a, a friend of mine who's up there. Um, I saw him on TV uh, uh, putting up the goalpost, yeah. uh, <laughs> putting the goalpost back up. Gotta have some for this weekend. UT Martin coming. Uh, well, coming I will to, be there for that one. <laughs> coming to Knoxville, but you know, and they they after the game, once they cleared everybody out, that whole field crew was there all night long. You know, they yeah. had a lot of work to do. I mean, it's a part of the job. You know, yeah. we, we take that job. Like if <laughs> we understand, if you're if you're working on a football field and you work on a major football uh, college football mm-hmm. stadium, you understand the risk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, they had they had some others that that stormed the field this weekend. Uh, I believe Utah did. Uh, I watched the end of that game, and we had talked about that. I really thought USC had everything in line, but. Their defense wore out, and Utah did a great job 
of not only marching down the field, but then to go for two at home. I love that call. Yeah. Absolutely love that call. They they won. So Lincoln Riley's human. He didn't bring all the, the luck from Oklahoma. But, but you but, know, Caleb Williams for USC looked like a Heisman candidate yeah. out there too. I mean, he had he had gave uh, him the lead at the end, right? Exactly. Before. Yeah. He was twenty five of forty two for three hundred and eighty one yards and five TDs, and most of that was without Jordan Addison. Yep. So I mean, I mean, he the the, the team did what they were supposed to do. Yes. You know, the, the offense did what they were supposed to do. That game was about Cam Rising. That quarterback for Utah, I mean, 30 of 44, 415 yards, two touchdowns, 11 carries, 60 yards, and three touchdowns, and the two-point conversion at the end of the game. Utah, yes, I told you you last week that USC does not do well uh, at Utah, and and they don't. And they covered, which won me my bet. But that's all that matters. But you know, <laughs> you know, you love to see that kind of stuff. Utah got to, you know, Utah fans. They had lost two in a row. It yeah, was, it was, you know, if they don't get a win here, they're 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 out of the top twenty-five. They're, it's it looks it looks grim. And Cam Rising, I mean, just stood up, said, "No, not 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 here, not yeah. in Utah." And you know, went for two. Love, I absolutely, I like you said, I love the going for the two at home especially when you're the underdog. Yes. You go for the win every single time. You had 48 seconds left, you know, when it happened. So, I mean, you knew USC was going to get a shot, but it didn't matter. You go for the win, and I'm all I'm all for going, being aggressive and going for wins. But, yeah, Caleb Williams and Cam Rising, another great quarterback, yeah. you know, battle. Just awesome. It's fun mean, to watch. That was the good late-night game. Got home from the reunion. Watched that, the ending of that, and uh, that was fun. Uh, followed scores, the Michigan game earlier in the day. I thought Michigan possibly their best game of the year. Easily. Uh, easily. easily. So you may have two uh, – well, obviously they're going to play Ohio State and possibly, you know, twice. But, uh, you know, that's that's going to be the one thing that uh, determines the Big Ten rankings and the top five as well. So – that's going to be I the mean, interesting part about who gets into this football playoff. Yeah, Michigan and Ohio State will play to go to the uh, Big Ten championship. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm not positive on who the other team on the other side would be. Uh, it could honestly, be Penn State could, again, couldn't it? No, I think Penn State, Ohio State, in, and Michigan are all in the same division. See, that's just stupid. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, I think. I honestly think it could be Illinois. I yeah, mean, that, yeah, you that, may be that right. might be wrong. I mean, but but I mean, Michigan. Mich- did you see that Michigan had two rushers over 150 yeah. yards? Blake Corum, who who I think is either the best running back in the country or he's number two. Um, number two is the or or number one is I think Illinois' Chase Brown. He's yeah. already over a thousand yards. He's he had 180 yards today in or Saturday. Just a huge game. But Blake Corum had 166 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's up to 901 uh, on the game, uh, on the season with 13 touchdowns, mm. uh, and then Donovan Edwards had 173 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, they could do whatever they wanted to against Penn State. Just Penn State just wasn't ready for the moment. It just feels like that James Franklin is always good enough, but not good enough to take that next step. They're right. really good, just not good enough to take that next step. And Michigan's just rolling, and I think they're going to continue rolling now until Ohio State, and that's going to be a battle because Ohio State still hasn't played anybody yet. No. I mean, they've dominated. They have done what they're supposed to do. C.J. Stroud's still, I think, number one on Heisman Candidate, probably. I mean, there's going to have many opinions after this past week. 
But, uh, you know, that game is going to be fun. And I hope I, – honestly, I hope they both continue to stay undefeated because, I mean, one of them is going to have to lose. Yep. So, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be – uh, you know, because up until last year, that game was, was not a rivalry anymore either. You claim, People claimed it was, but I mean, it was 13 years in a row for Michigan losing to Ohio State. Right. So it wasn't a rivalry. But Michigan finally got back on, you know, finally got their win and got to go to the playoffs last year. And I know eventually lost to Georgia in the semifinals. But, you know, uh, Michigan, Michigan looked really, really good. At perfect spot, you know, that 11 o'clock kickoff. They looked really good. Uh, I'm not sure who they got next. Um, I didn't see it in a in a big game. I'm not really I – honestly, I don't care until they play Ohio State. They've beat the teams that I've, I was looking forward to, the Penn State game. I was looking forward to that Iowa game. And now you get uh, now you get Ohio State at the end of the season around Thanksgiving. So, you know, Ohio State was on a bye. So, you know, we're not going to talk about them. Um, but, you know, Michigan, Michigan's got two guys that can run the ball. And they've got a hell of an offensive line. Yeah, they you know, do. They have a yeah, they do. offensive line. A lot of teams jealous of that offensive line. Oh, yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Man, just to what they're able to clear out and, and to do uh, week in and week out, that's impressive to me for for a college team to be that good up front. Mm-hmm. Man. You know, and I, you know, as I said before, like, during the season, the start of the season, I thought, you know, t- Michigan's going to be all right, but they're not going to have an explosive kind of offense. Well, and they really don't. It's just – they have they can just they can just beat you down you yeah. know and run all over you so you know it doesn't really matter who they got playing quarterback in my opinion you know they you know they had that quarterback battle at the start of the season <laughs> uh, and you know JJ McCarthy ended up winning it but uh, it it doesn't matter uh they have two guys that can run the ball at any time and you know you want hey you, you can tell you can just say hey I got a be- I got one of the best offensive lines in the country I got two of the I got two fantastic running backs one of the best running backs in the entire country bring it on let's see what you can do mm-hmm. um speak but you know going back to the quarterback battles uh we had another one TCU and uh oh Oklahoma State wow Max Duggan from TCU and Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State battled it and 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 they were kind of outshined and they, not not deservingly because this is the exact same time Tennessee and Alabama were playing and them two are in a double overtime, you know, battling. And just another fantastic game, which TCU wins again, continues to go undefeated. I mean. We may see them in the playoffs. We could. We could see them in the playoffs. Who in the, you know, really in the Big 12 is going to beat them? Uh, Texas. Possibly. It's a possibility, but uh, gosh. I mean, they are playing so well right now. Now they're gonna have a they're gonna have a test this weekend. They welcome uh, Kansas State, who's ranked. Uh, th- Kansas State can play some ball, you know, and uh, the resurgence of Adrian Martinez. Yeah. So I mean, but they the TCU just their offense is absolutely frightening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing in that TCU game is their wide receiver Quentin Johnston had eight receptions, 180 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> so I mean, just uh, just so. M- many huge numbers this week i but max dungan and spitzer sanders put on a show and i want to and i haven't got to i've only watched highlights you know i've only like because i mean that was that was in the middle of tennessee's game so i was watching tennessee i want to go back and actually watch the full game because tcu went down early and they battled back the entire second half and went into overtime and it was just just another great game tcu is sunny dykes if it Sonny Dykes and Josh Heupel, 
are probably your one and two right now for coach of the year. I know Kansas's coach is going to have a say in it because they're sitting there at five and two. Um, yeah, and and they'll probably they, you, they'll be a seven and seven and four, eight and three type team more than likely. And yes, he does deserve some credit there, but not not at the level that uh, that these two do. No, they're and they're they're head and shoulders above everybody else because nobody expected TCU to be this good right now, right. and I don't think anybody expected Tennessee to be where they're at now. No, I think people expect Tennessee to be good, right? Not this good. Even you said nine and two. I, I, yeah, nine and three was my thing. Nine yeah. and three was my my year, or it's pretty much my pick, even when I'm the most unrealistic possible. Last year, I think I said eight and four was what I I thought we should be. We ended up being seven and five and losing to the ball game. This, you know, this year is just unbelievable. And then you've got you know just there's so many other teams. Think look at Syracuse. Syracuse is undefeated yep. after beating NC State. Now, NC State didn't have their starting quarterback, but it doesn't matter. They still won the game, and they they kind of dominated. Yeah. So, I mean, Dino Babers went from uh, the start of the season where people were talking about he is number one on the hot seat <laughs> like uh, at Syracuse, and now he's sitting here at 6-0 and or 7-0, and one of the two. And, you know, <laughs> they get to go to Clemson this week. Good test. Good, good test. Good test. But I mean, it's 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 cool to see. You know, Syracuse hasn't been good in twenty something years. It's true. So, and 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 I don't know if you remember last year they they brought Clemson in to uh, Syracuse last year the the dome, and that game was a three point game. Yes. So it was a battle. They're that, thirteen and a half point favorite, or they're thirteen and a half point underdogs at Clemson this week, and I know Clemson is, is a, has gotten a lot better on offense, and they're still great defense. But who knows what could happen? That seems like a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially for an undefeated team coming in. Uh, that's 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 a bit much. I realize you give three for the home team, so they're basically a ten point favorite. Right. If you look at it that way. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we talked about it at the end of the uh, NCAA podcast last week. We talked about how James Madison had got into the top 25. We started talking good about him. Of course, they get upset by yeah. Georgia, Georgia Southern <laughs> on the road. So, Damn, Georgia Southern. You I, do it again to somebody I, no, from Tennessee. Well, wow. I, well, honestly, I think that was Georgia State. Who that was that. Georgia State. I'm Georgia thinking, Southern's the one that beat Florida yes. Uh, yes. like a few years ago. But only I think only passing the ball one time. They were one of the – they were that option offense, and they moved up to FBS too. But, you know, of course we talk good about James Madison, and then, of course, they get upset. And then we talk really well about Mississippi State. And Kentucky beats them. I was really shocked. <laughs> I was really shocked. You know, I, I thought that Mississippi State, you know, you had said that, that Leach has that one game. This may have been that one game there, too. Yeah. Um, Kentucky obviously had a statement to make. You know, they, they had a little bit of a, a, a lull. They were not playing well. They come out and they play well. They had a full blown embarrassment the week before. Oh, they did. South Carolina they sure did. losing to South Carolina at home. Was it at home? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was at home, and that's a full blown embarrassment. It is. I I don't care what like because because uh, South Carolina all around is not good. No. And I don't care what anybody had to say before the season. I was not scared of them like everybody else was. For some reason, people thought South Carolina was going to be any good. Well, because Rattler's going there and that kind of thing, but he he, he was never very, good anywhere. He wasn't good at Oklahoma. I, I, I don't understand why people were 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 going all nuts about about him. But but yeah. an embarrassing loss. But I mean, this is a huge win, and they were without Will Levis. And I don't did he did he break his collarbone? I have not heard. Uh, so I don't even know if he's good to go for the rest of the season. Uh, 
but I mean, if Will Levis is done for Kentucky, you might as well throw Kentucky away because they're because they're done. I mean, they'll still have Chris Rodriguez, who's a hell of a running back. I mean, he went I think 200 yards against Mississippi State this past week. Yeah, or you know somewhere around there. But good God, I was fully expecting Mississippi State to come out there and just throw the ball all over the field and win the game. I I, I just I believe in Will Rogers, and they just they were not there. They were not there. It just was, it was ugly. A no show for for the Bulldogs. Um, several other things. Uh, what else do you have on? I don't, I don't have anything that I wanted to talk about uh, other than that besides, besides the, what the upcoming week, uh, upcoming games this week. We have five top 25 matchups, which is I think last week we had seven, so this week we got five, which is another, which is great. another fantastic great. week of college football. We've got Syracuse at Clemson, number 14 versus number five. Um, this isn't a top 25 matchup, but uh, they're, they're, Ole Miss is at LSU – and Ole Miss is the underdog. A top 10 team hmm. going into LSU playing the 230 game, I think, underdogs. Yeah. So, that I, I thought that was a game to watch. We got UCLA and Oregon. Uh, number nine versus number 10. It's at Oregon, but that's a that's a big deal. You know, USC finally lost, uh, so we're not going to get that undefeated battle of L.A. Yeah. But, I mean, this is huge. It is. And if uh, the winner of this um, – the winner of this, I think, is the front runner for their divisions to to make it to the Pac-12 championship. So, you know, Chip Kelly could could take a huge step here. You know, that's a big one. We got Texas at Oklahoma State this week. I, you know, I know Oklahoma State dropped out of the top twenty-five. I'm not really I don't not really sure why. I don't either. I mean, you you look at that as a you wait. Know, did they? Am I wrong? A double? O, I thought they were still in it. Did, did I just it? not write that down? Double think, overtime game. I think I'm an idiot. And didn't I mean, they write. were they were top ten, were they not? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I just yeah. didn't write down the ranking. I don't. I'm, whatever. Texas is twenty, and Oklahoma is ranked up. Is is in the top twenty five. But that'll be another good one. I still think Quinn Ewers is going to come out, and uh, they're they're six point favorite. Or yeah, Texas is six point favorites this week. Uh, I expect Texas to win the game. Because uh, I'm going to rock with Quinn Ewers as long as he's playing. It doesn't matter, you know, in the Big 12. Uh, we'll see what happens other than that. And then then uh, Mississippi State gets to um, – <laughs> they get to go to Alabama. And uh, I don't think I don't think Nick Saban and the boys are going to be too happy. 21-point favorites. 21-point favorites. Mm. Uh, wow. After two straight weeks of not looking good, well, I'm not going to say they didn't look. Alabama looked fine this week. Yeah, they did. They got. They just didn't. I'm not. Can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but I think Tennessee was the better football team. Yes. They they didn't. Tennessee had didn't have two DBs. They didn't have their best wide receiver, which is hard to believe since Jalen Hunt did what he did Saturday. Right. And Alabama had 18 penalties. Uh, a lot of them, nine of them, I think, were pre-snap penalties. So, I mean, Alabama is a very good football team, but I think Tennessee was a better football team. I think they were, too. So, I'm not going to say that Alabama played a terrible game because I don't think they did. I just think they got beat by a better football team. And they had and a chance is, to sneak up and win the game. And they didn't. They didn't. And it, and, and and they got to experience what I get to experience most of the time with their kickers. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> kickers suck, except Chase McGrath, because he's amazing. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, they, it, I, I think they just got beat by a better team. But I, but I think they're about to, uh, 
That's going to be – I feel bad for Mike Leach I'm and the boys. I'm not even going to watch it. I, I don't think I will either. I'm not going to watch that And one. then we got the one to close out the day, Kansas State at TCU, another top 20 matchup. Should be really – it should be good to see. I, I'm very anxious to see Adrian Martinez go into uh, uh, TCU and, and playing Max Duggan and them. I, that, I feel like that's just another good football game. I like that TCU is having to play week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Big matchups. Oh, yeah. And they're winning all of them. Yes. Uh, you know, I realize that they dismantled Oklahoma. Of course, the Oklahoma's quarterback was knocked out early. But that's part of it. And that is, that's part of football. Uh, it's a violent sport. And uh, sometimes you lose your quarterback. But they did. And then, then last week, uh, to beat, be able to come back and beat Oklahoma State, and you have Kansas State this week, that's, that's, that's just going to be huge. Quinn Ewers is coming, though. Yeah. Twin years is coming, and TCU is going to have to beat who I think is the best team in Big 12. They may not be record-wise, but I think the best team in the Big 12 is Texas, and they're coming. So TCU is going to have to beat them. If they're going to win, if they're going to go, if they want a shot to go to the playoffs, they're going to have to beat Texas. And we'll see. It's coming. I don't know what. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. So. We are Weeks in the Pope. That's college football. We'll have some pro football. We'll talk a little bit, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of NBA, and we'll have some best bets and uh, what the hell were you thinking and all that kind of good stuff. It's all coming up as we continue in just a moment. Welcome back to Weeks in the Pope. It's our podcast. We are talking a little NFL. A lot of, a lot of different things happening this past week in the NFL. We had uh, another bad Thursday night game. Uh, we, we deserve a, a whole two years of prime now. Uh, um, we also had a, a bad Monday night game. Well, of course we did. It was the Broncos. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously they're decent defensively, but they're woeful offensively and – they just bring the other team down to their level. It's just so it's, bad. It is. It's so bad. And they're three and three. You know, or no? Wait a minute. I think they've. I think they. They did won. lose the game. Yeah, they lost. They lost time. the game, so they're two and four. But uh, there's just, just a slew of three and three teams in the NFL right now, which means you got a lot of mediocrity, mm-hmm. and then you have some very good teams. You have the Eagles, obviously, up there first. One of the best games uh, that we saw, performance-wise, yeah, I think was the, was the Eagles. They showed that they can run the ball. They showed they can throw the ball. They showed they're a very good defensive team. Yeah, in their win over the Cowboys, they definitely did. I mean, Cowboys, Cowboys uh, are lacking at that one position that they need, and yeah. that's the quarterback. And I think I think we're about it's about time for Dak to be back. I think because they were trying to rush him back two weeks ago. I think it's time. Uh, the Cooper Rush experience is over. I had the, if yeah. you want, if you want, you yeah. got a good defense. You've got a decent wide receiving core. You've got two decent running backs. Your offensive line is 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 very suspect, but it should be good. They've got good players. They do, but they should be good. They're not performing up to their level right. though. But I think, and and look, I know a lot. I, I know Dak Prescott gets a lot of slack, and 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 me and you will do it the same because we just don't like the Cowboys, but. Yep. Dak, they need Dak. They need him right now. If they're gonna, if they want to make the playoffs and they want to make a little run, because their NFC East surprisingly is one of the best in football. Yes, you've got the Cowboys who are five and two, the Giants who are five and one or six and one, and then the Eagles are undefeated. And then you've got the the Washington Commanders, <laughs> who are down there just 
I mean, who has the worst owner in? And in, I, I, you know, this is taken into consideration Jerry Jones, but Washington has the worst owner in professional in, sports. Exactly. Not, not, not the NFL professional sports. Dan Schneider is a piece of shit. He is the worst human on earth. Yep. And you know, we're this is we've had some bad owners in in, in professional sports. We've had some bad ones. You had what's his name in uh, L, the, for the Clippers who had to sell. Uh, he was uh, just an, uh, just a huge racist. And yes. All this, and then you had. Um, I mean, you still got you still got terrible owners everywhere. But I mean, Dan Snyder takes the cake. He's the worst. Like <laughs> they're they're in the worst stadium in the in the NFL. It just awful. Washington Commanders. They they need a whole new complete regime. I like Ron Rivera though, even though he's a bit of a crybaby sometimes. Like, yeah, he was this past week. Which don't understand. You won the football game. I I don't. When you're when you're Washington, you take what you can get. You know, Carson Wentz is your quarterback who's going to Carson Wentz all the time. Uh, you've got great weapons. Are young good weapons. You yes. know, guys that I like to watch. You know, I love watching Antonio Gibson play. I like. Uh, I like uh, their wide receiving court with Terry McLaurin and then the two of the Jahan uh, Dotson and all the and the other guy. The, I can't think of the other guy's name off the top of my head right now. But they've got three good wide receivers. They should be pretty good. And they've got a decent defense. I mean, look, I mean, they're holding teams to – Yes. Like, oh, I love their total. defensive front. Yeah. So I, mean, I think they're one of the best in in, in the business, but they they have nothing behind it. I just, you know, it's suspect. I just think that they're ran poorly everywhere. And yeah. I – I was waiting for for Rivera to start gundying everything. You know, come at me. I'm a grown man. Well, <laughs> he, he basically just upset. I yeah, just, what, what like, is wrong? Come with on, you? Dude. you won your you won your damn football game. Get over it. Like you don't win much in Washington. But hey, they're gonna have Taylor Heineke start a football game this week, so Yay. that should be great. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just another terrible oh. Thursday night performance. Gosh, I'm so sick of this. Like somebody, somebody. What somebody I saw in a video that they said that the NFL should move to a, a second bye week and have 19 weeks in the regular season, and what it would do is it was if you're going to play your Thursday night game, you would have a bye week before it. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with that. And that would push the playoffs one week back, and it would make the Super Bowl the third Sunday of February. And what's the following Monday? It's President's Day. Yeah. So I mean, it and you and you, it's a federal holiday. It's a federal holiday. Federal holiday for a lot of people. So, so. it would be the day after the Super Bowl would yeah. be a day off, and it would be perfect. The NFL should do that. That's the reason why these games are so so bad is because they're going on four days rest or three days rest or whatever the hell it is, and and even and, and sometimes there are good teams playing. Now we didn't have two good teams playing with the Bears and the and, no. and Washington. Yeah. But I mean, we're not having good anything. You know, last week we had the Colts and the Broncos. Terrible, terrible football. It just but if they had a week before that, I think it would be if their bye week was before the Thursday night game, it would be great. So I think honestly I think the NFL should do something like that. I thought that I thought that was a fantastic idea. I don't know why the NFL has never thought of that. Like, why has that never been like, oh, let's just move it. Let's, you know, just move the, yeah, the, another bye week. They'll, they'll have – Goodell would have to talk to the owners, and the owners will probably be for it. I'm not sure about the players. I but, but I would think the players would, would appreciate the, the rest and uh, everything else that comes with it. I think if the, if you're going to make them play a Thursday night football game, I yeah. think they would rather be – have they would rather have 11 days than mm. s- than four. 
So I, I'm just saying, let's let's think about that because I'm tired of watching the worst football oh. ever on Thursday night. Man, flipping back and forth the noon games, uh, watching the Patriots uh, was was a good game. Uh, going into Cleveland and dismantling the Browns the way they did, Zappy. You know, he's he's fun to watch. Would you start Mac Jones? Yes. I wouldn't. You wouldn't. This this is akin to, and it's not, I'm not saying Zappy is Tom Brady, but when Brady took the place of Bledsoe when he was hurt. Oh, you're say, you're, so you're saying that Zappy could be the guy. In, in I, I'm it. saying that there's a reason they drafted him. Okay. That Mac Jones. I also think there's a reason why Mac Jones was drafted. I, 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 I do. I do. Th- I do agree with you. But last year, I think they saw Mac Jones probably isn't the guy that's going to lead them. Uh, but Zappy could be. Man, he gives you that uh, downfield presence that I don't think Mac Jones has. That's fair. You know, and with the New England, always, always has been one to run the ball. Yeah, and and you you never know who's going to run the ball for him. I mean, Damian Harris is out now, and it was so this week it was Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, and he had a great game, and he did. So I, yeah. yeah, it it all depends on who you got running running the ball for for you. Um, I don't know. Maybe give him another couple of games. If 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 Mac Jones is clearly not healthy, if he's going to be getting rushed back, then no, don't start him. Right. And let's see how let's see how how now they've had some big wins. So I I mean you can't you can't it's happy. Almost led him to victory in the game that that he came into. Yeah, he did. You know, uh, so that's he's he's through for for nineteen thousand yards in his college career. Yeah, at Western Kentucky. Yeah, I mean that's just was it nineteen thousand? I thought it was like nineteen thousand. That seems he threw right. like six thousand last year. Um, God. So it was eighteen, seventeen, or eighteen or something. That's uh, he, unreal. You know, he just threw like it's just amazing. 60-something touchdowns last year. Uh, I know it's Western Kentucky, but still. That's a lot of numbers. That's a lot of numbers. You aren't bad if you do that kind of thing. Uh, The same game going on at the same time, Tampa Bay, just not looking Tampa Bay-ish for sure. Mm. Man, Brady just having so much trouble. They did have a little bit of a chance toward the end, but I'm not sure what what the issue is. I guess the the personnel's there. I do know their front front five are decimated. Yeah, they are not as good as they've been in recent years. They're hurt. Uh, they're they're trying to go deep, which sort of like the Titans do. But you still got Mike Evans. You still got uh, you still got uh, Godwin. And Maybe we just talked. I mean, we talked about it before we went on air. I, I mean, it's it's probably because Bruce Arians is not the coach. I think it is. I. He called the plays. He was the OC. And, Everything went through him. And he's a quarterback guru, yeah. which, I mean, with Tom Brady, it really didn't matter because Tom Brady's Tom Brady. And at 45, he's still Tom Brady. Yeah. But when he figured out mm, how to mesh with Brady. Yeah, they went from eight and six to a Super Bowl team. Exactly. So, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, Todd Bowles is he, – we, he's, he's a good coach. He yes. is a good – he's a fantastic he's a, defensive yes, coordinator. Yes, he's a great defensive But do I think – I don't know if he's the guy to lead the the Bucks to a Super Bowl, no. like another Super Bowl. I just – I don't know. I just don't think so. And the whole, I, the whole time we're watching that, the the uh, the Jets are, <laughs> are just whipping, whipping Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's ass. Yeah. Wow. I mean. Th- Amazing. The We talked about it in, the I think, the very first episode. The Jets are one of these teams that I didn't think that they would be winning 
eight or nine games, but my God, they got a shot. Mm-hmm. Like Zach Wilson's is, is 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 decent. You know, they've got good weapons all over. Their defense is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, led by Quinnen Williams and I think C.J. Mosley and 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 Sauce Gardner, who had a pick six, uh, and then you know he decides he's going to wear a cheese head to walk out of the uh, <laughs> stadium great. with, and then Alan Lazar <laughs> got really upset about it and slapped it, tried to slap it off his head. But I mean, in the NFL, if you can't look, if you can't beat the Jets, yeah, at home, at home, at home, hey, you you take Woo. that ass kicking and you let that man walk around with that cheese head on his <laughs> That's head. That's right. <laughs> uh, the Jets are are a surprise team. Like I, I thought that they could win six or seven games and and look, and then have really good games throughout. You know, yeah. uh, you know, and just play close to teams. I think the Jets are a pretty good football team now. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. If he has not, to, or he'll go somewhere else. Now he, I think he can still play football. Yeah, I do. I really think he can still play football. I think if you put him, shit, put him in. Put him in Nashville. Yeah, why not? I bet he can throw the ball there. I, yeah. I can't. I, you can, you can put him in a few places where he would succeed. Yep. Um, I just don't think. That, I just don't think. And I said it last week. I don't think that he wants to be in Green Bay anymore. Yeah, there's there's too many things have happened. Uh, he's got two of the best running backs in the in the league. Uh, he's got very good receiving core. Yeah, sort of. You know. Uh, but they're still suspect defensively. Yeah. They are really having trouble. Uh, the Jets proved that this past weekend. So the the Packers are are uh, looking up in that North Division, which is very very unusual. At the Vikings, oh my gosh, the Vikings! Yeah, and, wow. But look at what the Vikings have, though. You've got you've got arguably. Now I'm not gonna say they are, but arguably the top players at at the wide receiver and running back position yep. on your team. Uh, you've got, I mean, with Dalvin Cook, who's who's absolutely killing it right now. Justin Jefferson, who's not scored a touchdown in I think three weeks, but he's getting over 100 yards almost every game. Yes. Uh, Kirk Cousins does not play well in prime time, but he plays well during the regular season, or and and just you know in get other games. Just, the Vikings are a good football team, and they're and they're very lucky that they're in a division that sucks really bad. <laughs> Used to be the black and blue division. It's just it's not anymore. It's who are you division? Yeah, because I you mean, know? because it, this ain't the Packers team that I know. The, this is the Bears team that I know. I mean, yeah. just just Bears right. are terrible. They're terrible. Just I I want Justin Fields to be good. I don't. Hey, I, I I know that I don't usually like most a lot of players from Ohio State, but I mean, Justin Fields is not a bad player. I I, I think that there's so much that there's like he's close. So he's just got to learn how to do a few things. Yeah. and he could be a good quarterback. Uh, they've got they've got a couple they, you know they got a couple good players on the team that I like like David Montgomery's is fun to watch I love Mo, uh, Mooney a wide receiver who's pretty good uh, you know and I, and I, they've got and I don't know uh, their defense is not the defense of old but I mean no. they're still not bad no they're not you know they're they not still, a bad team no they're not a but. bad but they're not good they don't win games right and that's all that, that's all that matters in the NFL you've got to win games and they don't win them. Yep. So they play good on defense. They can't score. They cannot do it. They really can't score. They I mean, can't. they couldn't score in a whorehouse. They can't uh, at all. <laughs> so I mean, just the Bears are bad. Uh, just they're terrible offensively. They can stop anybody though. Yeah. But the Vikings seem to be just going to roll to the uh, roll to the uh, division crown. I think they will easily, and they don't even have to really try. It feels like it's kind of like the AFC South. Yes. 
I think the AFC South is is a two it's a it's a two horse race, and then I think it's going to eventually. I think the Titans and Colts are going to be there at the end. You know, I just you know I think they're both bad, not great teams. I don't think the Colts are any good. I don't. I now know the Jags aren't any good, and the Texans are terrible. Well, yeah, it, 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 I saw a thing the other day. Who was better? Last year's three and two Titans. This year's three and two Titans. I agree that they were at the same place. They've lost some of the same games, but they had different personnel last year. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was a little bit different. Henry at that point was absolutely whipping everyone. He was unstoppable. Yeah. And he still is to a point. They're just, just not, not getting the, the ball to him. And they can't. It's hard to do that. Right. I mean, it's hard to give him the ball like you want to. With the because the line yeah. is, is decimated. They needed this week of rest. They did. I mean, they get the Colts this week, which is, you know – it's always tough to beat the Colts, even if you're better than them. And they've been better than them the past three years. Yeah. Mac Four. Ryan uh, is going to throw the ball 50-something times. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run it. Nope. Because they don't have a running back right now. Which is, well, you know, if they don't have John and Taylor, they ain't going to win the game. Right. And they didn't this past weekend. He's questionable right now, I think. I, I think it's that. questionable. But I think he'll play. I don't think you can – Throw the ball 50 times with, with Ryan and win against the Titans, to, to, to be honest with you. I think you have to run the ball yeah, yeah. a little I bit. Mean, and I think Naheem Himes, their backup, is out too with a yeah. concussion. So, I mean. The, the way the Giants beat the Titans was staying close, and Barkley just all of a sudden exploded. Yeah, but the Giants. Yeah. The Giants are an amazing team right now. They I are. I don't know how they're doing this. I don't either. Barkley is very good. He is a very good running back. And they are gelling. Their defense is fun to watch. Yeah, they. I, honestly, I think the the reason why they're they're winning so many games is is their defense. Yeah, they're keeping them in games and letting that offense gel a little bit. And Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback. No, he's not a great quarterback. But they are they're winning with it. He's got a couple of weapons though, and I like their new tight end Daniel Bellinger. I do. Uh, he's he's caught I think a touchdown pass in the last two weeks. But they have a fun coach. They have. Brian, yes, Brian Dayball's the man. Yeah, he is absolutely making them love what they're doing. They're they're doing, a, you know, a lot of people say Jersey Giants and that kind of thing. But in New York City, they're all talking football now. They yeah. used to. They weren't talking football this time of year. They were still paying attention to the Yankees or the Mets or something like that, even even going Knicks and, and Nets. But now they're still talking football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's something. There's a reason to. I mean, you got the Jets and the Giants. Both yep. of them are fun teams to watch. Which is unreal, because five years ago, we wouldn't have been saying that. Right. <laughs> Last year, we didn't say that. <laughs> didn't say that. So, I mean, I mean, you, I mean two, two years ago, before Saquon got hurt, you were like, Giants suck ass, but man, Saquon. Yeah. He is yeah. he is the man. Well, now it's just, hey, the Giants are good. And they're, you know, they upset the Ravens. And and, and Who thought that was going to happen? I, I didn't. I really thought that, that Lamar was going to have a really nice game. He's been coming off tough games. I thought this, this was going to be one. And he couldn't. Uh, the Gi- the Giants' defense really gave him fits all day. I couldn't do anything really. <clears throat> they ha- he had the one nice pass to Mark Andrews uh, in the in the in the t- for a touchdown there. But I mean, wasn't much going. No. I mean, he had you know they had to they had to use a backup running back this week with Kenyon Drake instead of right. J.K. Dobbins and the other slew of running backs that they have. But I mean. It was surprising to me. I could, I mean, this if I would have been looking at the games and I was like, name one that you think that's gonna, <laughs> that's for sure. What one winner you you're for sure about? And I'm thinking, give me the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens over the Giants, just because I'm gonna, I'm, I, I'm just gonna bet on Lamar. And you know, NFL is tough. It's tough to win in, and 
They proved it. They proved it. They the Giants. Proved it. The Giants are. Are they for real? Well, we'll it, that's to be determined. But they're a fun team to watch right now. They really are. Then of course you had the the game of the week, which was the Bills uh, defeating the Chiefs. Well, we'll the 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 proclaimed game of the week because I think the game of the week was early. I uh, it could have been. Yeah, I think you may have been right. You may be right. But uh, I mean, but yeah, you're talking the Saints and Brian, um, and uh, Bengals. Bengals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, with with the excitement of the game, with the star power. Okay. Well. Yeah. Of Bengals. I mean, of Bills and and Chiefs. I think it lived up pretty much to it, in a lot of ways. It was. It was. It was up there. It was. I don't close. know how the hell Romo predicted that score and it was just all so off-handed it is so romo in so many ways but uh, he actually got it right 24 20 i just sat there and watched that game and just expected somehow like the chiefs were just going to win like it, every time yeah. the bills did something i just felt like that the chiefs were going to come back and win i don't i and i felt like that all the way up until the game was over i just thought that the chiefs were going to win the game they just didn't bob miller yeah bob miller is a defensive it just he changes things. Yeah, he changed the complexion and the outcome of that game. Yeah, and the same thing is is you know a lot of times when the Chiefs lose, Mahomes plays a bad game. He didn't play a bad game. No, he, he did. He had a couple. Uh, he had either one or two interceptions, but I mean he still didn't have a bad game. He had 388 yards passing. Uh, Josh Allen though, uh, the I guess we're gonna have to say he's the clear cut MVP favorite right now. Yeah, I mean just another great game from him. Stephon Diggs another good game. Dawson Knox very good to see him get back in the end zone after. You know he's had a rough go at it this past season with yep. you know with his brother dying. Uh, just uh, just the Bills are pretty damn good. They are, <laughs> and that was a good game. And of course Kansas City thinking we're going Super Bowl without mm -hmm. the Bills. Bengals beat them yep. and go to the Super Bowl. Bengals have been really they've been terrible. Yeah, they haven't been good. They have not been good. They had a great game this past weekend. They though. did, and they got they got down, and you thought, okay, there's the Bengals. Yeah. There's, there's where they are. The Saints are actually looking like a good football team, and you're sitting there, and I'm sitting there thinking, where's this Saints team been? But yeah. it's the Andy Dalton Saints team that I've been that that I actually enjoy instead of the Jameis Winston's. Uh, you know, just Bengals were down, and they had to come back and win that game. Jamar Chase had a fantastic game just yeah. i mean he had that long touchdown pass i think he had two touchdown passes but i mean jamar chase unreal unreal athlete unreal player i still think joey b's a hell of a quarterback i just don't think they have an offensive line uh and their defense is extremely suspect but i mean a huge comeback win for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. maybe they can get their season like back on track because the afc north is still winnable it is I know that the Ra I do think that the Ravens are going to win this. I do think that they're going to win it. But I mean, you've got a shot. I think they're three and four, or what? Well, I don't know. Have they won three games now? I believe so. So I mean, they're still there. They have a shot. So, I think they're one of the three and three teams. Okay, so that are out there. But I mean, yeah. they've got a shot, and and you know, other than that, there wasn't many. Uh, there wasn't many great football games. No. Uh, you know, you had the Colts Jags game that was. I mean, it was a decent game if you like the Colts. Uh, I, I really thought the Jags were going to start being much better defensively because of who they have, but it's just not happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised by that. I do think the Jags might win like five games this year, six games this year. Yeah. Big, an extreme improvement from last year. I don't know what those four other wins are going to be. I don't know that yet. Probably the Texans. Yeah, when they get them back. Um, but I don't know that schedule. Um, but – 
I do think that's a huge improvement from where they're at, and I do think that they have a like a bright future with what their offense is. Because I mean, they've got guys. Yeah. You know, they've got Travis Etienne at running back and James Robinson at running back. Both good players. Tra- Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. There, there's no doubt about it in my mind. They've got a, uh, you know, Christian Kirk's pretty good, uh, making a lot of money doing it. Uh, but I mean, he's de- he's mm-hmm. he's playing well. They've got Marvin Jones Jr. They've got uh, a couple other wide receivers that are really good. Uh, their defense has got has got a lot to work on. But I mean, that offense looks promising for the future. Yeah, they're not there yet. Um, so I mean, I think we'll see them concentrate. Like they have in the last draft, yeah. and I think from now on it'll be a defensive uh, draft for Jacksonville. I definitely think this offseason is definitely a uh, yeah. defense, defense, yeah. a, a defense-centric yeah. draft. So yeah. very much for a lot of teams as well uh, this weekend. Uh, before we get to that, Titans unofficially, unofficially, still have some other hurdles to go through, but they say that the the door is pretty much wide open for a brand new domed stadium. So it was so. That wasn't. It was. Uh, what I'd read, it was approved. What What else do they have to get through? There's now? still uh, full council. I think there's some uh, other things to work out. Uh, bond issues I and that kind of stuff. I saw that the money would come eighty percent from the team. Yeah. And then the rest would come from the taxpayers. Yeah. Which, and then they'll they'll do that through tourism. Okay. So I mean, they say you know taxpayers. Well, tourism in Atlanta in in Nashville is, is the biggest thing. Yes. That's going to pay for it. Yes. Uh, everybody's saying, watch out, watch your pockets. It's not like that. It's all from the tourism dollar that uh, that people are already paying right now. Uh, Nashville t- has – Nashville wants a Super Bowl. They want a Super Bowl. They want everything else that goes with it. They want a the national championship yep. get type uh, atmosphere. They want – just to be honest. Well, look look at where they're going to locate that. It's going to be in one of the – you know, it's – I think it's to the east mm. of where they where Nissan Stadium is, and it is around the parking structure, so that's going to be detrimental to the fans for a couple of years. But where Nissan Stadium is, they'll tear it down. It's going to become, as they said, a Nashville-type theme, mm-hmm. which means Broadway extended. Yeah, is basically what you're gonna yeah. have. So it's gonna be much, much just more money. Yeah, more money yeah. being spent down there. We talk about St. Louis Cardinals with the Ballpark Village. It's gonna be that type of atmosphere. Okay. It's gonna be that. I type mean, of I'm thing. excited for it. I yeah. mean, yeah, it, to say that there's gonna be a Super Bowl possibly in the next ten years or ten to twelve years in Nashville is a big deal. Yeah, like, I don't care about even going to the game, but just being able to go around it would be awesome. I think the NFL was super, super impressed when they held the draft there. I think that's one thing that they're looking at. Uh, pro sports is looking at Nashville just because of what happens. Uh, oh, and everything. Yeah. You it, know, it, we it, might have a – there's a potential for a Major League Baseball team coming. I mean, whether whether that's a team coming to Nashville or that's an expansion team, it's possible. Yep. So, I mean, Nashville's just – when it comes to pro professional sports, I don't think that we'll ever see an NBA team because of the Memphis, Tennessee yeah. has got one and they don't want – they don't want to go two teams in Tennessee, and I don't. I wouldn't either. No, I don't uh, think they can do it. Uh, no, they can't. Uh, but I mean, a pro team, pro professional baseball team, getting a new stadium is going to be fine. Or would be is going to be great. Getting a Super Bowl, huge. Being yeah. able to host college football playoff, huge. Yep. Uh, and then the other stuff that comes with it, you'll be able to. If it is inside, if it is a dome, you can host the Final Four. Yep. You can host. Uh, I mean, just other huge events like all the concerts. I, I, and for the wrestling fans, like the WrestleMania thing, that's a big deal. Like that's so many people coming 
to Nashville. Yep. So, I mean, think that, of SoFi Stadium, but on a little bit smaller scale. Like a honky-tonk SoFi, SoFi there we Stadium. There we go. There we go. That's it right there. That's it. And I'm, I'm excited for it. It's good for the, it is good for the Titans. <laughs> as soon as it happened yesterday, as soon as it happened yesterday, I got a, I got a text from, uh, from the group that I'm in. It says, you know, now the Titans are going to win a Super Bowl in the next, like, 10 years. <laughs> and I just started laughing, and I was like, holy shit, they are. Yeah. That's just good. what happens. Get a stadium, and you're either going to host one or you're going to win one. Yep. Uh, so let's hey, let's hope that they can do both. Yeah, let let us do that. Uh, the big games in the NFL for for this weekend, obviously Colts Titans. Yeah, Colts and Titans. Uh, I'm not going to talk much about it. It's just we know what yeah. it is. Uh, I think the Thursday night game is Saints and uh, Saints and Cardinals. It might be pretty good. It could be, but I mean, but I'm, I know Thursday night game, yeah. so I'm not giving it. I'm not expecting anything, <laughs> but it's there. Uh, <laughs> The Browns and Ravens, I guess that'll be good. Yeah. Uh, the Jets at Broncos. Look, they're be- they're they're underdogs, and they should win the damn game. Yeah. Uh, Falcons at Bengals was my other one. Uh, the Falcons. Love what the Falcons are doing. I don't like Mariota. I like Arthur Smith, though. but I like Arthur Smith, and he's got Dean Pease as his defensive Ooh. coordinator, which is the Titans East now, like Titans Southeast. Yeah or whatever the hell Atlanta is. Yep. But, I mean, they've got about six or seven old Titans on that team. Uh, you know, hey, and they're winning football games. They are. And Arthur Smith is a, is a damn good coach, and I miss the hell out of him as oh, our I offensive do. coordinator. I mean, just they're fun to watch, man. They just I did got not done think the- that he was going to be a good head football coach. I am wrong about that. He yeah. is starting to prove me wrong, and I love it. I'm, gr- I'm so grateful that – uh, that Arthur Smith is showing what what type of job he can do. What I think about uh, you know you said you the the whole Mar- Mariota thing. I, the thing is Mariota Mariota is a he is a winner. The, the, yes. The, yes. I think that what he is is he's like he's like a, a foundation. Like he is the reason why I think he is one of the reasons why the Titans started winning again. And he just he just couldn't take us to that very next level. Right. So you had to move on, and you got to the you know you we're we're in this whole Tannehill phase where. We've we've been we've been farther than we've been in a long time. A couple of years ago, making it to the AFC Championship, but I feel like the the Falcons are in that same boat with Mariota. I agree. I think that he can win. He can start this whole process of them turning their uh, their franchise around and being good again. And Arthur Smith is going to have to make a tough decision in maybe two to three years. Are we going to start Desmond Ritter? Is he going to be our guy? Or are we going to go find us another starting quarterback in the draft or whatever? How it works. But I mean, I I think Mariota is that guy. I think that he can do that for the Falcons. I think he's good. I, I mean, I, I don't I like think he's—I don't think he's a great quarterback at all. But I like the any Falcons. memes. But I like I like the Falcons. I like Arthur Smith. Love Dean Pease. Wish he was our defensive coordinator. Uh, I wish we had them both again. Um, just I love the Falcons. I think they're fun to watch. They—they they may not win the games, uh, but they're gonna cover and they're going to play extremely hard. And the so hell they beat the they beat the hell out of the 49ers this past week. Yeah. So that's that's what I got on the NFL this week. I don't know if anything else you want to add. No. Oh, really. well, oh, I got, I, yeah. Robbie, what about Robbie Anderson? Uh, Robbie Anderson getting into a fight with his coach <laughs> on the sideline. His wide receiver coach. They get him off the sideline, kick him off the field. Yeah. Very next day, he's traded to the Cardinals. So. Hey, congratulations, Cardinals! You actually got a decent wide receiver coming. Because uh, I mean, Robbie Anderson's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, why would you want to get the hell out of uh, the uh, Carolina too? Yes. You're getting passes thrown to you right now by Jacob Eason. Lord have mercy. Now you get Kyler Murray. Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, all you got to do is learn a little bit of the plays. More coming up on the podcast. We are Weeks in the Pope. Some baseball and some basketball. It's all coming up. This is the Weeks in the Pope podcast. We're talking a little baseball, a little basketball, and some bets and and different things in this segment. Baseball, uh, all is right with the world. The Dodgers have lost. The Braves have lost. And the Braves have lost uh, in two collapses that I don't think we've seen in the playoffs in a long, 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 long time. Uh, how Dave Roberts is still the manager of the Dodgers <laughs> just astounds me. And and I was looking at it the other day. They've only won one World Series with him, mm-hmm. and it was the the season shortened. It was the 20, COVID year. It was COVID year 2020. Nobody in the stadiums and all that kind of stuff. Uh, played 60 games, something like that, and then mm-hmm. uh, had all the other crap that went on with it. Um, but he wins 110, 111 games this year with the Dodgers, the best team money can buy. Uh, just having an absolute incredible season and then just blow it. It's, blew it. It's Just imagine if that was your favorite team. Right. You're, you're in the best days. The be- I mean, t- this is the best team they've ever had. It's not even close. I mean, look at their, look at their lineup from top to bottom. That is, that is the best. That is the best lineup in baseball. It's one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Yep. You have everything. You have everything. Yep. And look, yes, the Padres. The Padres did what they were supposed to do. Like I said last week, they went out and made some trades. They got really good. And they're starting to gel now. Yes, they are. And their starting pitching is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. So, we're going to have the Phillies and Padres. <laughs> that starts tonight. It's, it's game one tonight as, with, we, as we're on with let's, this. Let's, let's think about this. Start the season. <laughs> yeah. Just, just going back all the way to April. We sit here. You know, we were probably lower on our Cardinals than, than, than they actually were. We thought we should win the Central like we always do. Right. But, you know <clears> – <throat> If we were going to be making predictions for the World Series or the playoffs, and I would have said. Now, you could say San Diego. You could say San Diego. You could Diego. Say, say San Diego because. But would you have said Phillies the did. Philadelphia Phillies Hell and no. the San Diego Padres in the NLCS this year? Would, I would you have, have said that? I would have gone Mets without a doubt. And You could have gone three teams and you. I wouldn't have said a word to you. Right. Dodgers, Braves, Mets, and then you would have thrown in the uh, Padres because that was without. That was without uh, Juan Soto. And, Hater. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I know. The, the Brewers are the dumbest franchise <laughs> ever. I'm going to give you my closer for your closer. Said the d- biggest dumbass ever. That's, That's so stupid. But, uh, hey, hey, look. I'm okay with it because yeah. it helped us out. We got to the playoffs, and I know we didn't win. But, I mean, the Phillies are on fire. Yes. They lost They lost the game. T- they lost game two. Which it ended up being a night game, I think, or ended up being the night Started, game. It was supposed to be a day game. Got rain. 
delayed all the way to the to a night game. They lost three to nothing, right. and then them them boys beat the Ooh. shit out Ooh. of the Braves. And I'm talking about Strider, it was pure domination. Strider went out early, and I don't think that we've seen that all year. Well, I, they were going to keep him to a uh, uh, innings limit. I knew that. I knew he was only going two to three. Yeah, there was he wasn't going much because they were still worried about it. I think it's his oblique. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. The Braves had were still the more talented team. They had no business losing to the Philadelphia nope. Phillies. But I'll tell you what, the Philadelphia Phillies are my new favorite team <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> They're one. They eliminated. They eliminated the Braves. Yeah, and and that's honest to God. That's all I wanted. I, I, I told you I was tired last week. Them boys, the, them Braves fans, could just step back down here with me and be miserable about our teams not winning. You know, not winning the playoffs. Uh, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see what uh, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler can do in the playoffs yeah. or in this NLCS because. We're going to a seven-game series now, and if we're looking at the, the pitching rotations, I mean, it's hard to go against that Padres uh, pitching rotation. I don't know, but I, you know what? I'm doing it. I got the Phillies back in the World Series, uh, and then I've got them going against my other favorite team, the Houston Astros. <laughs> yeah, I think the Astros are the odds-on favorite with, with right now, and my gosh, Alvarez is a beast. Uh, they pitch well. They play well. They they obviously can't steal signals anymore. But nope. uh, I, I, good, I really want, and I know a lot of people don't agree with me. I really want to see Dusty Baker win one as a manager. Love Dusty. Uh, what's what's crazy is right after we got off when we went off uh, the we got off the podcast last week. Uh, my Mariners were winning. Yeah, uh, six to three. Yeah. And then as I got home, I drove all the way to Medina. And as I got home, I get a text from you that says something about uh, <laughs> something about Seattle's man, Seattle's man, manager is now uh, Ali Marmol or whatever. Said service has become the dumbass. Yeah, and that's what my text and it was, was. full blown truth. And yeah. I realized that um, the Mariners were not going to win a game this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah then, they they had a chance on well, uh, Sunday. On Sunday, on no, Saturday. Saturday was the during was during the day, went 19 innings. Yeah, it was in the middle of the best cut one of my favorite days of college football of all time. And no one knew that game took place. And I had no and this is no joke. I had no idea that there was any baseball even playing. I didn't either. I didn't either. I did not know that that went 19 innings till later. I saw that. And I'm like, really? I got wow. I got a text at the end of the Alabama game or Alabama Tennessee game that the Braves had been eliminated, <laughs> and I was like. How am I missing this? <laughs> like, I want to turn this on. I was like, well, I can't turn the game off, but maybe I'll look on my phone and see what's happening. And they were getting their ass kicked. Yeah, they were. I mean, we're going to have – we got the Yankees and Indians. To, they started right – They started it uh, this afternoon, about the time – 3.07 we, is what yeah. the time was. So, we're, they're playing right now. Uh, I'm rooting hard for the Indians – or. God, Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Rooting hard for Cleveland. I want them to get there. Hey, I, Pedro. Pedro last night or yesterday on the pregame show, he said Indians several times. And <laughs> Ernie Johnson kept going, Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was uh, great. It's, it's okay. If you, you you correct me every single time, it's okay. Because I'm going to say – I'm going to continue to say Indians. Oh, yeah. It's just what I'm – I mean, it's it was the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland rocks. You know, like uh, I, I, want the, I want Cleveland to win. I uh, Bring down the evil empire or the old evil empire. Yeah. I feel like the Dodgers 
were supposed to be the new evil empire. Yeah, they were supposed to be. Um, but they've had Dave Roberts since like 2017. They've won more games than anyone else in this span with one World with Series. With one World Series. But hey, I'll tell you this though. This is this is why baseball's fun. Yeah. We're sitting here. We've got two teams in the NL that not many people would have uh, would have thought would be here. I, I think after the deadline, people were like, "Okay, the, the Padres are, are the Padres are what the Nats were in 2019." Yeah, and and they're but they're that lineup is better. Oh yeah, that lineup is better. The pitching staff's better, even though that Nats pitching staff starting and, staff was really was fantastic. Good. Really but this good. one's better. Yeah, the Padres one is better. I mean, when when Joe Musgrove is your two or three. You've got a damn good staff. You really do. I mean, just just fantastic, and and it's going to be tough for the Phillies. But I mean, they've got the lineup too. I mean, they got any, a superstar. They've, they've got, got Bryce they've got, and to me, they've got multiple superstars. I don't care what anybody says. Kyle Schwarber is a superstar. Real motto: hit an inside the park home run. Your catcher. Your catcher. Hit inside the park home run. I mean, real motto, real motto is the best. It's probably the uh, now that now that Yadier Molina has retired, he is the best catcher in, yes. in baseball, in my opinion. Yep, he is. And 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 you've got. I just look at those guys. I mean, even Alex Baum, who's a pretty good hitter, he's not he's not a superstar, but he's he's a damn good hitter. You've got um, I, I, why why am I blanking? I was literally just looking at their lineup five minutes ago. Just they've got so many good offensive weapons. Reese Hoskins, yeah, just I mean they can hit the ball and 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 they play really good defense too. and they play really good defense. They have a really good shot. It should be a damn good series. I'm excited to watch a little bit of it tonight. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm hoping when we get when I get in the car this afternoon that uh, I see that the Guardians are winning and that they have that they have won the series and we're gonna have the Guardians and the Astros and you that'll, might you might that will be great for me yeah, and yeah, I'm and wrong and the Yankees are winning three to nothing. It doesn't matter second. though how that works. You know that. That's yeah. but uh, NBA starts tonight uh, with with a couple of games. You've got Boston hosting Philly. Uh, Philly, uh, another team to me uh, that if they don't win, it's their own fault. Yes, they are star studded without a doubt. Um, then you have the Lakers going to Golden State, and I think I really think and almost. If if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would say that that whole Draymond Green Jordan Poole thing was staged, and say that you know they were just getting things out there and and uh, being able to get the the heat off of them in a lot of ways. But because no one's paying attention to how good the Golden State actually is, they're the defending world champs. They're defending world champs. They shoot the ball better than anyone else. They play a different style. Steve Kerr, without a doubt, is one of the best coaches ever. He's proved that. Uh, they're going for, what, uh, five yeah, in the past? Be, this will be five. I th- and then ha- well, we'll just say ten years. Yeah, five in the past ten years. So, uh, you know, LeBron playing until he's like 50, mm-hmm. uh, was, which is always possible. Uh, you got the Grizzlies tomorrow night against the Knicks. I don't like that they did not really better themselves. Uh, yeah, through the draft a little bit, I wanted to see some moves. Really, I really would have really, really wanted to see some moves made. They did some stuff in the draft. Yeah, uh, they picked up a couple undrafted free agents that might actually play a little bit. I'm not sure. We'll see how that first the first regular season game goes. Yeah, they were a little. They were exposed last year by by the Warriors defensively, and uh, they were shown that they have to be more than a one man team. 
And so oh, yeah. they need an inside presence, and I don't think Triple J offers you that. No, they gave uh, they gave Stephen Adams a contract extension. So I mean, he's good at what he does. He's uh, he's a role player though. But he's, he's not. He you you de- they definitely need a five, like a real five. Yes. Um. Yeah. He's he's the guy that spells the real five. Comes in, does some bruising, plays those hard minutes, and your guy comes back in and uh, and wins the game for you, or or gets to the, you know sets the pick for for Ja to go in and and do his thing, but. Yeah, Memphis is good. Memphis should be the favorite in that division. They'll be one of the favorites in, behind Golden State, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I think the East is still the one to watch. Yeah, it always is. It, I uh, mean, we've got we've got some pretty good teams in the East. Uh, you know, Sixers and Celtics. Celtics going to be without their head coach Odoko yeah. uh, or Udoka, whatever. Uh, he's going to be without him for the full year. Um, but they're still going to be a good basketball team. Um, the Knicks should be more improved because they just got Donovan. Uh, no. That's the Cavs. The Cavs, the Cavs, got, Cavs Donovan got Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be fun. The Cavs mm-hmm. have got with that young talent they've got yes. in him. Yeah. Uh, but they put they go to they go to Toronto. Toronto should be good yep. again. Um, the Bulls and Heat uh, start on Wednesday. That'll be a good one. The Heat are always going to be good as long as uh, uh, they have their coach. I think. He's, oh yeah. He's one of the better ones. Spolstra. Spolstra, Spolstra is always. Yeah. He, he grew up with the team. Grew up in the in the game and with. One of the greatest ever, um, Pat Riley. We also have the Rockets at the Hawks. My uh, my team, the Hawks. My recent new addition. Um, you you moved teams, yes. I had to. It was uh, it was just a part of it. I grew up a Laker fan, but I was tired of not being able to go see games. So I decided to become a Hawks fan this season. Um, well, not this season. I did it all last season. I took yeah. a whole break from being a fan of the NBA. I just watched the NBA. I didn't have a fan. I didn't have a team. So I chose the Hawks. I couldn't be the Grizzlies because you'll find out why I can't be a Grizzlies fan th- throughout this year because I am a hater. <laughs> and I feel like that's the one thing that we're probably going to argue with the most this season is, is the Grizzlies. I like the Grizzlies. I do I, enjoy you, watching the Grizzlies. Because so I, I, I argue with so many people about the Grizzlies, and I do it just to get on people's nerves. Yeah. Because I, I, I do think the Grizzlies are a good football, a basketball team. I think Ja is awesome. He's one of my favorite players in the entire NBA. Uh, it's just fun to mess with Grizzlies fans. I don't know why. I guess it's just because I grew, I grew up a Laker fan and we were always beating the Grizzlies. Yes. But I'm not a, I'm not a Laker fan anymore. Still love LeBron. Still love everything about the Lakers. They'll always be – the, it'll always be fun to be able to say, "Hey, I, w- I got to watch all that, all the Lakers stuff growing up." It's just I want to go to Hawks game. Or I wanted to go to games. I I did my homework. I found a good team. I jumped on the Hawks. Uh, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, uh, Deontay Murray, Crink- uh, we're we're ready to go. We're ready to go this year. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to the Grizzlies Hawks game uh, in December. Uh, okay. I'm going to try to go to Atlanta a couple times this year. So you know, I want to go. I'm going to go to basketball games because I said that's the reason why I can't be a Laker fan because I can't go to LA. I'm here in Union City, so here I am, Hawks fan. We start Wednesday. We got the Rockets, <laughs> a very good young basketball team with the Rockets. So let's go. All right, best bets coming up for the week. Uh, last week in college, you weren't, you weren't perfect. No, I got my first loss. Had your first loss, but you know, I mean, hey, still we're, we're okay. Still we're okay. Especially when you see uh, any other kind of guys on TV uh, picking games 
and they have a losing record, and they're saying you're doing really good this year. Oh yeah, how is that? Uh, well, you know, I'm just picking. I'm just picking winners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I screwed around. You know, I, I was I was all on the hype train for uh, Arkansas to lose their fourth fourth in a row. Yeah, I thought going to BYU. I thought I honestly I just went BYU money line. Um, there was I, I did say that I, I thought that those three games the BYU, USC, Clemson, and UConn you could all just do money line straight across. Yeah. Um, but I but my picks were you know I had UConn plus nine at Ball State they lost by four. Yep. Uh, I had USC plus three and a half at Utah they lost by one which I won and then I had Clemson plus three and a half at Florida State and they won by eight. I'm um, still not sure why Clemson was ever a uh, I don't either I, underdog last week but you know I realized you know it's it's the Florida State mystique uh, they feel that it's back or something but <laughs> it's not quite not against there. Clemson no um but this week. Uh, I only got three. Not a lot. Of, not a lot that I like to see. Um, uh, honestly, I'm not even extremely confident with these, but uh, I had to pick three. So let's go ahead and get that started. I'm going to start this thing off with Alabama. Um, I don't think there's going to be a team that has been more mad or something or wanting something to prove. Yeah. Alabama is 21 point favorites against Mississippi State. They are hosting them. Alabama is going to be absolutely furious. Uh, I expect Alabama to win this thing by more than three touchdowns. Uh, so my best bet. It could be one, forty. I feel bad. I feel bad for Mississippi State. I do too. This is not a good game for them to be coming into Bryant Denny Stadium. I think the the big question will be how much will Mississippi State score. You know, if if we see Mississippi State score a lot in that game, we're going to see that Alabama's defense has problems. Right. If they don't, I think that we're going to see Mississippi State not get more than 14. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be a full-blown – like just uh, the best performance we've seen from Alabama all year. I think they cover – they might cover 30. You know, this could yeah. be that. Uh, but I'm going to go Alabama 21 against Mississippi State. Uh it's yeah, that's just gonna be what I'm gonna do. Uh, next one. All right, so we have Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is one and a half point underdogs at LSU. Ole Miss is seventh in the country. They can run the ball all over anybody. Uh, their quarterback is not as Jackson Dart is not the best quarterback there is, but he's serviceable. Um, I know LSU had a big win at Florida this past week, but that doesn't that doesn't. I still don't understand why they're. I still don't know why they're favored. I guess I guess we talk about the three points for home game. Yeah. So we're, they're saying that you know Ole Miss is probably two points, but better. But I think Ole Miss wins the game. Um, but I'm going to go plus one and a half Ole Miss at LSU. It's not a night game. It's still it's still CBS two thirty right. game. Uh, and then my last one. Uh, I didn't want to pick Texas minus six, but I looked at the over under, and. Oklahoma State's averaging 43 points a game, and Texas is averaging 35 points a game. Okay. The over-under is 64.5. I think them boys are going to score some points. I'm going to go over 64.5 as my third best bet for college football. Ah. All right. All right. So, and we'll move to the NFL, which means um, I'm, I was not very good again last week. I was 1-2. So I picked four to change it up. Um, 
Falcons are six point underdogs at Bengals. Um, they cover. I don't. They may not win, but I think they cover. Falcons plus six at Bengals. Yep. Um, Jags or, or Colts or Giants and Jags. The Giants are three point underdogs going to Jacksonville. Woo. Okay. Let down. They they think so. Mm, wow. But I do not. Give me Jags plus three at Jacksonville. I mean Giants. That's you, what it, Giants. You going plus, Giants? Giants. New York Football Giants. Okay. Plus three at Jacksonville. All right. There you go. Uh, my next one is Chiefs minus three at the 49ers. Um, I think I'm just keeping continuing to pick the Chiefs because I know that they don't ever win my bets. So <laughs> this might be a, a grudge pick. But whatever. Yeah. Chiefs minus three at 49ers. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, and then my last one's going to be for Thursday Night Football. I'm going to have Saints – Minus one and a half at the Cardinals. Um, I don't know. I, I I just like Andy Dalton. I'm not sure I'm sold on the Cardinals. Uh, I think it's going to be a crappy game somehow because it's Thursday night. I think it'll be ugly. I think the Saints win by two or three points. I, I like Kyler Murray. I like what uh, what they do at home. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You make a good point. It's a different team. With Andy Dalton on the field, it is. Then it was. They with, score more with points Win, with Jameis Winston. Yeah, Jameis is not a very good quarterback. Which, you know, which sorry, because I like Jameis. You I know. like famous Jameis. He's just not not quite there. Uh, what do you got for uh, for your rant? Okay. What the hell were you thinking? Okay, I alluded to it earlier in college in the college, but um, mine is going to be to Nick Saban and Bill O'Brien. Um, it's three minutes to go in the game, and you have the ball or maybe a little less than three minutes ago. doesn't matter. You have the last – you have the ball We're driving to win the football game. Uh, you've been able to run – you've been able to do whatever you wanted to against Tennessee's defense all game. Tennessee is – you can clearly see that Tennessee's defense is struggling. So, Alabama, they get all the way down past the 50. They get into field goal range. With 55 seconds to go, it's first down and 10 – in field goal range, and instead of running the ball with Jameer Gibbs, Bill O'Brien and Nick Saban decide that they're going to pass the ball four times, and the clock doesn't run out yep. hardly any. Yep. And Very good point. They set up a 50 or a 48-yard field goal for a kicker that's not any good, and he misses it. And all Alabama had to do was maybe run the ball a couple times let make Tennessee take their two timeouts. Even if the man misses it, <laughs> the clock is down to, you know, two seconds or three, and then you go to overtime, and then you have another yep. shot to win. Nick Saban has never – I have never seen Nick Saban make decisions, and this could be just all Bill, Bill O'Brien. I don't know. But I've never seen a Nick Saban coached team, Nick Saban anything, make a terrible mistake like that. I don't understand why you you left 15 seconds and at the 35-yard line for Tennessee to get 30 yards or whatever it was to kick a field goal and win the football game. Yep. And they did it. And so for it that – It was Mahomes-like. It was. So for that, Nick Saban, <laughs> and I thank you, but what the hell were you thinking? I agree. I agree. It was a great game. It was a thrilling game. Uh 
Uh, I enjoyed watching it, just like any other really good game. I enjoyed some games on Sunday. Uh, I'm, jo- I'm enjoying the hell out of this baseball playoffs with not really knowing what in the world's fixing to happen. Yeah. You know, the other night, Yankees up three. Uh, next thing you know, the Guardians are right there back with them. So uh, it's it's fun. It's fun to see. We're, mm-hmm. we're seeing uh, the evolution of, of, uh, of a lot of different players. Uh, and uh, the Guardians, probably one of the most exciting young teams, have 18 rookies played this year. They have eight on the roster for this postseason and have a chance to go to the ALCS and play against Houston. That's my fun part, I guess. Not a really a rant, but – It's going to uh, be tough, though, because they've got uh, – they just went down even more. Uh, Aaron Judge did a home run. So they're down now four to nothing. So there go. it's going to be tough for them. Uh, I got one last thing. Yeah. Uh, I talked a little bit about Tennessee, but I'm going to finish this thing with Tennessee because I, I didn't get to actually just say what I thought, like or just – just my everything so i'm just going to go ahead and give you that this i've i've for the past three days i have seen alabama fans cry bitch complain about how this was the ref's fault that they lost that uh only like showing pictures of teams like running on the field and celebrating say they only do this against alabama and all this and all that look I told a friend of mine yesterday that I don't give a single damn what any fan of another team says about Tennessee fans because Tennessee fans for the last 16, 15, 16 years, maybe even longer, I'm not sure, but it's been 15 for sure, has been the butt of college football jokes. They have literally took every punch known to man. They – now they have shown their ass and it has been funny and they have been the joke or they you know they have you know, we've you've laughed at us and that's great but Tennessee Tennessee fans absolutely deserved this past weekend they deserved it they have put up with so much shit so much shit we've seen Alabama win multiple national championships we've seen Georgia finally win one after 40 years we've seen LSU win one We've seen Ohio State win theirs, and we've seen Clemson win theirs too. Tennessee fans have just been aching and like just waiting for a moment for that was theirs. And this past Saturday was their moment. They finally got it. They finally they celebrated the way they wanted to, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> this is not a referee. This was not the referee's fault. The referee didn't cause you to have nine pre-snap penalties. The referee didn't cause you to miss to, a kick. To miss a kick. The referee didn't cause Nick Saban to uh, not give you a shot or not give the kicker uh, not with the ball you know not kick the ball with one second left to go in the game there were so many times where Alabama had chances to win the football game and they did not Tennessee was the better football team this week Tennessee fans deserve this they deserve to they deserve to talk as much shit as they possibly can they deserve to be obnoxious to you and I don't give a damn if you your feelings are hurt by Tennessee fans I don't care I don't care about your sad stories about Tennessee cussing your fans or your band or anything Tennessee deserved this and you all can go to hell because Tennessee is the Tennessee is back and I'm so damn excited my god we get UTM this week I feel so bad for them boys <laughs> But that's all I got. I'm, I I could talk for 24 more hours about this game, but I'm going to finish it because i got to go home. 
But go damn balls. Get Kentucky in two weeks and Georgia the week after. Let's go to a damn SEC title game. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Another edition of Weeks in the Pope. Uh, rate us. Like us. Give us a, uh, anything you can. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, follow us. We, we're on uh, Spotify and Apple uh, Podcast. Please do all you can for us. We appreciate you listening. I'm Robin Francis along with Stephen Weeks. And as like I said, we are Weeks in the Pope, and that's this week's program. <laughs>